0: It's kick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. And uh, listen, uh, we've got a situation in the NFL. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it did, what a petty move it would be. Uh, we'll dive into that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates wherever you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up till the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time six o'clock pacific right here on fox sports radio and uh we were talking uh, earlier in the show we had that fake high school story just a, a a glorious story through and through uh thankfully nobody was hurt uh in the process of that uh and we also talked about the- thankfully no one on img yes was hurt let's yes. make that specific Yeah, because they
5: okay. were they were playing against adults i could care less if those other dudes got hurt yeah well they were i mean they were look if they
1: are as as some one of my buddies was saying if there are some you know factory workers we don't want that to mess up the supply chain Oh, that's, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's, people that gotta get their fair. Amazon orders. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> that's a good
5: point. They shouldn't have took their asses out there then. <laughs> that's a good point. But you're right. <laughs>
0: um, the what, show
5: must go on, though. Somebody's gonna right. get them boxes together
0: for Amazon. That is true. That's uh, right. That's <laughs> right. And there are a lot of places hiring. Uh, there's a lot of places, uh, you know, and then we talked about, uh, you know, cut days in the NFL, and, you know, it's a, it's a bummer. Uh, a lot of guys are gonna be out of work here. Um, one guy that we have not seen work in uh, quite Quite some time as Deshaun Watson. I mean, he had you know, a brief stint on the scout team uh, as, uh, as a safety there for the Houston Texans, and um, so this big conversation is being taken place about, well, you know, is Miami going to make a move? Could it be Philadelphia, even though they just got, got Gardner Minshew? Uh, the Broncos have been rumored. Carolina has been rumored, and it's all about what whether or not Deshaun Watson will get traded by the Houston Texans and, and who he's going to get traded to. Let me just throw this possibility out at you. What if the Houston Texans just say, kiss my ass, we're not trading you. We're we're not playing this game. You've put us in such a terrible spot. We're gonna let you sit, and they just decide not to move him the entire year. Mike Lombardi, uh, uh, formerly uh, who was uh, spent time in the front office of uh, a couple different NFL teams, uh, he said the following: that Houston has no intentions of trading Watson right now. They turned down a huge offer from a club this summer before camp started and never <laughs> sure countered. The sure club they thought they quote over offered and never got a reply, which meant to them Watson wasn't available. What if, Brady, Houston uh, yeah. Houston just said, you know what, buddy, screw you. We're not trading you. How about that? Yeah, I, I find that incredibly hard to believe. <laughs> All right. Um,
1: they got a huge offer that they did. I mean, give me a break. Uh, I, I, I just I don't find it believable. Now, it is interesting that Houston could take the stance if they don't get what they want or believe they should for in exchange for Deshaun Watson. They can let this thing play out. It's not like he's old, and it's not like he's not under contract for the foreseeable future. He is the biggest, I guess, stress that they're going to have is they'll be playing a man down. You know, they could put him on the active roster and put him at at number fifty three, and then just never really dress him for any games. But then they're still paying him, and they're paying him not to you know to dress and actually play. And so then the question becomes, okay. Can you put him out there on the field? Are, are you willing to put him out there on the field? Will he go? He, yeah, and and you know? would he go? Right. Wh- which is the great, which is the better question? Because he said all along he wouldn't. So you've got two sides of this in regards to Houston. Like Houston is in a tough spot or a pickle because they got to pay the guy unless they can unload him and trade him somewhere else. Um, I, I don't. I mean, th- unless he's done something that they deem contract. Conduct detrimental to the team, which I don't
5: know I how mean, you he's, could. He's say teetering that. the line of it for <laughs> right. Like, if he like, hasn't gone over it, I mean, he certainly <laughs> is tightrope in that bad boy. <laughs> so,
4: so,
1: Lamar, let me ask you this because we've talked about this. Like, I feel like he's already in that category, so they already would have a place to technically say, like. Yeah, we shouldn't be on the hook to pay you with what you've done. We we feel like we've seen enough or we've heard enough where we want to suspend you ourselves. Like we don't want the NFL to come in on all this. Now I, there might be an issue with the NFL PA then having that you know w- with them. But I, I just I feel like this is a really tough spot for Houston. And the only thing if they were to hang on to him is then it comes down to Deshaun and what he wants to do.
5: First off, I, I think you're a hundred percent spot on with what you're saying. I that has to be something that they entertain to position themselves to possibly be able to not have to pay out as much as they would have to pay out under the circumstances. So the idea of it, the idea of it for me is when you start at the beginning of it with what you're talking about, I could see it being, being understandable that they turned down an offer. If this was pre legal issues, Right, if it's pre-legal issues, you're 100 percent trying to get as much out of the situation if you as you can, if you're going to let your best player go in the face of your franchise go in the midst of keeping this in mind. You've brought in a new coach, and you let JJ Watt go. So every anchor of selling tickets, selling hope, would be gone if if you let Deshaun Watson go. So I could see pre legal issues but post legal issues i'm 100 with you on that one bray I'm, I'm looking at it like this i may not get the value that i would want to have out of getting rid of him i don't want to keep him on the team if he doesn't want to be on the team at this point but your conduct has costed us the ability to be able to move you so so at this point now if i am going to make him sit I'm only making him sit to figure out the process of how I'm going to try to get out of or from underneath this big-ass contract that you've dished out that you're not going to see any ROI on.
0: What, okay, what gets a deal done? It, like, What offer comes Houston's way that, that would get a deal done that I, you think I, don't think I
1: Well, I, I think in, any offer that came without contingencies that involves a first-round pick I think would get it done. Like, if some team offered them a one- A second and a third, something like that, and just said straight up, we don't we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. We're willing to offer you that now for his services, uh, and we think that's fair because we'll get him off your hands for you and and we'll take care of the compensation and all that stuff that's owed to him. And then and and know your your hands are tied. You know, move move forward with what the direction that you're going right now. I think that would get it done. But I don't think any team's going to make that offer. And I I think it's all going to come with uh, contingencies upon future draft picks because this thing could hit where, whether it's 2021, 2022, 2023, we don't know how any of these complaints, which could turn into charges civil or criminally, could play out not only in the legal system, but also with the NFL. That's my concern.
5: Yeah. And, and, you know, the idea of it to me is well, you got to think about. If Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play at this point in time with everything that you're you're facing in front of you and you know that you have an opportunity to go get him, would you guys invest in having your own legal investigative team do all the homework and all the work that they could possibly do to find out? the legitimacy of what's taking place legally with him I would I would say yes I I wouldn't because I I really wanted him I would
0: say yes no I wouldn't because I don't want to know the truth
5: (laughs) if I'm you better want to know the truth (laughs) there's there's that element of it you You
1: better want to know the truth of it right let me ask you guys this because there's a lot of Deshaun Watson's personal life has been shed into the spotlight and we saw that with a short glimpse of how he handled the media when he was upset that they keep filming him and all that, kind of his reaction. And that was just the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure. But I, like, I kind of relate this a little bit to, to Tiger, where one of the greatest we had seen ever in golf. And as soon as all his personal issues or things behind the scenes became public. They ruined it. It ruined – mentally it ruined him. Now, look, injuries played a huge factor in all that. But there was also this element for a a long period of time where he probably felt uncomfortable walking around with people looking at him. Not only as a golfer anymore. Like, I wonder how much of that will impact Deshaun Watson through the rest of his career. Like, if he's going to come back and be the same player that we thought about him before all this came out.
5: You know what's crazy about Tiger is he – Ultimately, was being judged based off of the stuff that he was upset with his dad about. Yeah, but but anyway, I, I, I digress. I'm, a, you know, I, I watched that Tiger Woods documentary, so documentary. now I'm a Tiger a lot, Woods they, um, expert. They got a,
0: they got but, a lot in common. Him yeah, and I, they,
5: I mean, they were re- related Well, they're yeah. related. That, you know, they, uh, yeah, they uh, have the same type of interest. Yeah, yeah. And Deshaun sure Watson did. clearly probably has the same type of interest what, as somebody that's that's in his.
0: What's in that Winnebago, he, sir? Oh, sorry.
5: Oh, oh, that's uh, personal. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I do think that there is something to be said about removing the invincibility because us as players, the one thing about football – is you have to have a different me- mentality and mindset no matter what position you play. Even and I'd say this, this is funny cuz it only exists with with players internally but externally even specialists have this this like you know I am I'm I'm a tough SOB because I play football, right? Now, that's not with us cuz you can't act like a tough dude with me <laughs> and be a specialist. But the outside world to a civilian, they can still walk with that mindset. Like I play for this team and I play football. Right. And they get the letterman jacket just like everybody else. (laughs) Can you imagine being a specialist walking with Brady Quinn and you have a Notre Dame letterman jacket? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's an invincibility that that's why we do it. That's why you wear your game Jersey on, on Fridays. That's why your, your girlfriend wears your, your letterman jacket on Fridays. That's everything about football especially football I won't say every sport but especially football everything about what you do is based off of like how strong you are how tough you are and what that represents and we buy into that because if you don't buy into it there's somebody that's going to be out there on that field that does and they're going to knock your head off and and you're going to have to deal with that so when you think about somebody like Deshaun Watson, who has that, you know, he's led his college team to great, great levels of success. He's overcome, you know, the the younger years of being in situations where it wasn't always comfortable. And you start thinking about all of the things that Deshaun Watson has accomplished in spite of, and that, that – resiliency that's been a part of him everything leading up to what has happened this past offseason really paints Deshaun Watson in a light that is heroic yeah and 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 someone that you want your child to be like and then all of a sudden that's gone yes and it's gone and it could be gone unless he can figure out a way to really redeem himself like Amari's Claret right you can find a way to redeem yourself But what does that mean for your career right now? And I think that that's the point that's being raised here. I don't know what that means. Like, what type of player will Deshaun Watson be when he comes back? Do we even
0: know? And and it's it's actually interesting that Brady brought it up. I don't think a lot of people have talked about the aftermath psychologically Uh, for him. I think it's a great point. Because, look, some people, and you guys know this, I know this because I got people in my life that are like this. Some people can compartmentalize being a scumbag better than others. It just it is what it is, and some people, when you find out they make a mistake, they wear it really, really heavy, and they're just not quite the same. And I wonder I, if he's I, he's the latter to wear it now. Everybody sees that maybe he's got a little bit of an issue, maybe he's a little bit of a creep, and all of a sudden he's he's looked at differently, and maybe it impacts his play.
1: I'll be real too. There is an element of routine that's been involved, meaning like this is part of how he went about preparing to play it sounds terrible to say and admit that it's the truth it's the truth it's no no different than than tiger and back what he was doing and i'm not saying uh, look i'm not saying there's a direct correlation with that and success but it is a a portion of that formula wherever it whatever it took to get him in that right state of mind mentally physically emotionally whatever the case is that was part of it and that might have been part of how Deshaun Watson has performed, prepared and all that. Like that might have been part of it. And that's why I think it's going to be interesting to see if he does move on or if he does play. Like are you going to see this element of a guy who maybe is timid, maybe lacks confidence, maybe doesn't have the same type of uh manner in which he conducts himself as that alpha anymore because he feels exposed. Like he literally Feels like he's out there naked, where people are now seeing him for who he really is behind the helmet, behind the uniform, and all of that, and that can be something that, especially for a lot of young people, it, it, like you get when you get older, you get to a point where you just don't care, right? Like you get to a point where you're like, I am who I am, or I don't care how people feel about me or what they think about me, but at that age you're still at a point where like you care about that and you're still kind of building your brand and figuring out life and how you want to be viewed. And so I think that is going to be one of the interesting things to keep an eye on moving forward if and when he is able to ever come back and play.
0: It's uh, outkick the coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Levar Harrington, and Brady Quinn. You are a class act, pal. Thank you. Just a just a class. Don't act be laughing after through. Brady just made I, such an no, important he, he, point. D- like he, that, he I, did. No, do not that, do that. I, I'm not. Do I'm not, not it, It's just that, you know people. I, look, I, there are, are you know people. Jonas people's a, minds Jonas wander. Is something's I'm just wrong saying. With Jonas, I'm man. Just, there's, there's no them, doubt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, you know why he's excited for fans
1: to be back in NFL stadiums? Why You know why Levar tell me. Because now he gets to potentially see a Bildo being thrown <laughs> the, on the field. There it is. In yeah. Buffalo. Classy like, guy, folks. He, he missed is. that. Nice. He missed that Nice The toss, nice job. The nice, toss yeah. competition <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice it's coming, job. man. Yes, I, it is. I, the fact that you could get that from those stands onto the field, I mean, I don't know if they went end over end or how they threw that thing, but it yeah. got there. I it mean, did. Yeah, just wow.
5: – uh, Are uh, they electrically powered or just I, just, <laughs> just I mean, They're
1: aerodynamic to a
0: degree. Either that, it was a hell of a cough. All right. It imagine is a uh, drone. <laughs> okay. what? The coverage here on. Yeah. Fox. No, imagine no, I'm one I'm of those as a drone. <laughs> I just said. Jonas, over two with this. Okay. like, Two two. Uh, of the radio. All right. Fine, coming Gildo. up next. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> in case this show was any more weird, the great Petros Papadakis stops by. Always a fun time and a roller coaster here on a Tuesday morning on Fox Sports Radio. This this is Outkick the coverage. Getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at Hymns.com slash two pros. That's H I M S dot slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex choose coming up 20 minutes from now here uh we will have an update Uh, there was an injury at quarterback in the nfl that could impact uh the way the early portion of the season goes for one franchise we'll have that for you here uh 20 minutes from now right now though uh always kind enough to join us here every single tuesday the great petros papadakis am570 la sports fox college football analyst petros jonas brady and lavar what's happening Good morning, everybody.
5: Good morning. There How's is, everybody the doing? OP. I met yeah. Jangle yeah. Legs the other day. Steve
3: Stevenson, Jangle How he did ca- he
5: So he finally cleared it up to me and told me that it basically you guys took it from life, the the Bernie Mac character from life, and that was how he got it. And he still doesn't know how it came about, so he says. But, yes, he did acknowledge it's that. It's because
3: of the American hero, Marcus Steele.
5: Okay. All the right. American
3: hero, Marcus Steele, gave him that nickname. Uh, you could tell him that.
5: Like, great American hero, like, believe it or not. I- yes. <laughs> that guy. Oh, wow. Except
3: he used to sing his own song. He'd come out and say, uh, he was a linebacker. He, went to, he played for the Dallas Cowboys. He's from Cleveland. He played at Long Beach City College and then at USC. And he used to come out and sing, uh, the American hero, oh, Marcus wow. Steele. And he oh, would wow. say, like, you know, he he rarely practiced. And he would say, like, uh, you know, a lot of kids ain't going to sleep good tonight because the hero ain't suiting up for practice.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Pet- so Petros. <laughs> Shout are you- out to Marcus Steele. Is- <laughs> you are one of the most knowledgeable uh, high. school football analysts i i think in the country (laughs) to be honest with you all right so i gotta know how the hell does a fake high school with a coach who's got an arrest warrant out for him end up in a nationally televised game against the img academy on espn how does that happen
3: i don't know how img let it happen the espen part is stupid like everybody acting like, oh, my God, how could they air this? They wanted to air IMG. So that part of it makes sense. And IMG's traveling, so let's go to Ohio and figure it out. Whatever. But the part about it that freaks me out is that IMG didn't vet it at all. And, look, this is not an odd thing in the high school basketball world because it's pretty easy to fake a high school with 14 kids playing basketball. Kind of a little more difficult when it's like 100 kids playing football. <laughs> How, what, where is that high school? What, what is it? Who's, who's funding it? What's the background? We had, when I started high school football on television, started in a big way, with very high production value in the late 90s here in Southern California at a place called Fox Sports West at the time. Now it's called Bally Sports. Uh, When I was a kid, it was called Prime Ticket. Uh, They went back to being called Prime Ticket for a while. The point is, that was the pinnacle, and still is, of high school football production on television. And I think the very first game they ever put on was Justin Fargus's Notre Dame Knights of Sherman Oaks against Casey Clawson's Alamany team. And Casey's the head coach at Alamany now and his brother. Uh, So that was where it all started. But we had a guy. We had a guy, God rest his soul, named Gary Paskowitz And he was a recruiting expert, and he knew every head coach in high school football, and he knew every single kid that was being recruited. It was his life. He was way ahead on the pay site thing for USC and recruiting news being wanted by fans. And he was the guy that did the schedule for us, right? So we trusted Gary to go out and say, okay, this is a good matchup, they have a good quarterback, this is good for this, and then he'd do the whole schedule, and it would always be really good because he knew exactly what he was doing. You have to hire, and now Fox or Bally's uses a guy from 24-7 Sports named Greg Biggins, who's also the analyst, to do the scheduling. You have to have somebody on the inside do the scheduling, somebody that knows every single person involved and somebody that travels to the high school and cares about kids. When you have somebody in a corporate office in Bristol doing the scheduling, this kind of thing happens. And I know that's uh, not as funny of an answer (laughs) as you thought uh, you were going to get, but that's what occurred to me. It's like you really have to have – Somebody on the ground who can smell the grass at these different high schools, whether they're at a city level or a private academy like IMG or, or the way of modern day and Bosco works now. And, and you have to really vet this with somebody who's very much breathing it. It, it can't come from your corporate office. And this smells like that's what happened.
1: Uh, so, can I ask? Go, on, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead, Brady. Go ahead. I was just going to follow up on this because. You know, the, the, what was, I guess, shown out to the masses as far as the play-by-play and analysts in regards to the roster that they received were 26 names on, on a white sheet of paper, printed out paper. I would imagine if you're preparing to call a high school game, you're trying to get all the information you can in advance, and as the analyst in play-by-play, wouldn't you be making ESPN aware of the fact that, like, hold on for a second, like we don't have anything. And all we end up getting is 26 names on a yeah. printed out sheet of paper without number. I mean, aren't you making them aware that professionally they're putting you in a bad spot? I mean, am I wrong in how calling the, the high school game would go in this position in, in this situation? What was the last time you called a high school football game, Brady? Be honest. Uh, I've coached in one. I've not called one.
3: All right. I mean, I, I call high school football games all
1: time. Wow. Yeah. to call you out like that, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, well right. the, the point I'm trying to just, make is regardless geez, if you call called one out or not, wow. I can find any high school roster for <laughs> the you school I helped out with. Yeah. I mean, it's hard.
5: It depends. You definitely like it, can find, like, if you're in it, you definitely you can, find it. can find information on, on You've any you got to show school. up. You've got to yeah.
3: be like Gary Paskowitz, God rest his soul, and show up and see like, okay, so that's Jangle Leg. Who's his backup? What number does he wear? Like you really have to ask people because a lot of the time they'll hand you something that doesn't work. And the problem is a lot of broadcasters, sometimes they want to, you know, for a high school game, they don't take it as seriously. So they want to show up on Friday or Saturday and be handed something and just make it work and know just about the quarterback and the running back. And that's a lazy job. Like, I call a high school football game like I'm calling a college football game. I I try to build the board the exact same way and get as much information as possible. And you're absolutely right, Brady. If you don't know who's starting five days in advance, that's almost on you if you're ESPN As well, as far as calling your superiors and saying the high school's not cooperating, nobody really cares about it. They'll just tell you to shut it. It's a high school football game, and they'll tell you to to pound sand. But this happens sometimes. (laughs) I mean, this happens sometimes at the college level at a really low – like I remember Joel Klatt and I were doing a game at UAB, and UAB was – it was before they shut the program down – Now they're a lot more, uh, in a more healthy place, but it was right before their program got shut down by big brother in in the state. Remember that story? Yeah. And they, their roster was not correct. They didn't have, they had guys out there starting that we didn't have. They had people we couldn't identify and for a national broadcast, that's not acceptable. And, I mean, I had to stop Joel from jumping out of the booth at Legion Field. Like he'd be dead. He would not be calling Ohio State, Michigan. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 a yeah, I mean,
1: hey, Brandon would have been somewhere on call. Oh to God! Out, yeah.
3: I'll never forget. Like Joel. Like uh, I remember. Like five minutes before the the game ended, I was like, "Don't worry, Joel. It's just five minutes left. We're we're almost done. This nightmare is going to end." And then right before the game ended, some kid like broke his leg, like air cast, you know, takes 20 minutes to get him off the field. And I was like, don't worry, Joel, it's going to be over soon. And then it went to overtime. <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> and by the way, Legion Field is the biggest dump in college football. Like, what What an outhouse that stadium was. Well, it's come a on. historic. My it's father, historic, Jonas. Yeah. How
3: dare you, Jonas? Yeah. My father yeah, played historic. in the game that integrated the SEC in Legion Field. Yeah. Uh, USC versus Alabama, the turning of the tide in 1970. How could you? Wow. Well. But you're right. There was a sign when (laughs) we came in. But you're right. There was a sign when we came in. at your own risk. Well, it said, please, (laughs) everybody sit in the far stands. So the TV thinks that there's more people here. Oh, wow. (laughs) Hey,
5: hey, Pop, let me me switch gears on you a little bit. But it's a local team, the, the Rams. You know, there seems to be a lot of of interesting quotes coming from um uh, excuse me Matthew Stafford lately. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've seen them. Um What did he say? Uh, well, he just basically said he's ready to play in big games, you know. Oh. He's he's ready to play for a real team is kind of what it seemed like he was saying. Uh, I
3: don't know, it feels like to me and, and you have a lot better even though Hugh Jackson was on the staff when you were at a uh, uh Washington. I know he played offense uh, offensive guy, but yep. It seems to me that Every single NFL game is a pretty big game. Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, and to me, that's a it kind of an, should ins- be. an insulting thing to say to – I mean, I know he tried his ass off and he got beat up and he never really had the career that he thought he would in Detroit – but it's probably for the best. Just not. Guys always say stupid things, okay. right? When they leave,
5: you already went into what I was going to ask you. So go ahead.
3: <laughs> I mean, I remember Carson Palmer, uh, my old friend and quarterback, when he got uh, when he got Cincinnati drafted him, and he's a rookie sitting there, and he says, "Well, this is a much better town than Los Angeles. I mean, it's a just more people are nicer, and it's like you can just." Talk about Cincinnati. You don't have to clown where you were from before or where you were. But I think we all have a tendency to do that. And, I mean, I watched these interviews with these kids in, in, like, the Nevada team. I was, what, because I have Nevada on Saturday night. And one of the kids, they're asking him about being a captain. And he was like, well, you know, we didn't have good captain leadership when I was young. But now that I'm the captain, I'm like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, now, obviously, we're not going to say that, you know, when we call it the broadcast. It's like, you know, well, uh, so-and-so, he's the captain of this team. Didn't enjoy the captains when he was a young player, uh, but now that he's the captain, <laughs> Nevada's really headed in the right direction. Like, you know, people say, I think just people, try, in, in trying to say something interesting to the media guys, LeVar, I think people end up saying stupid stuff and stafford's not immune he looks like kind of an idiot to me in the face
5: oh wow <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh
0: that? wow it, oh, about, oh, I just, i'll never
5: forget let's it. dig into this okay. in the face
1: what does that mean like well, he's just got one of those faces yeah look you know like uh, like king of the hill yeah, like
3: Bobby? Yeah. Uh, He's Bobby Hill. Uh, you know, he.
5: Hey, I take serious offense to that.
3: <laughs> when he got drafted, LeVar, when, when he got drafted, uh, I remember after a little while in Detroit, he was caught at a club making out with a girl. Remember? Yeah. He was like, all yeah. drunk, like leaning on some girl. <laughs>
0: what was he doing?
3: You know, it was one of those clubs that has like country music on one floor and rap yeah. on it. Just cheesy yeah. as hell. Yeah. And he's sitting there making out with some girl like it's my big night in Detroit. And uh, we had him on at the Super Bowl that year. The last time they've actually made me go to the Super Bowl. God, I hate the Super Bowl. And uh, I was, uh, we were interviewing him. And I was—I used the line from the uh, from the movie *The Graduate*, which I'm sure he's never seen. And I said, you know, so how is the old makeout king? Tell us about that, this and that. And he got so mad, (laughs) and all butt hurt, and he was like, "Ooh!" And he gave that stupid face. And ever since then, I've been like, you know, this guy has a good arm, but whatever. Yeah,
1: he he has made 226 million from the Detroit Lions. It's like I don't know that I'm. Going to leave with those sort of parting shots, if you will. Petros, I, I ask had a you, problem though, with Carson Palmer in that
3: way, too. Remember sure. when he was in C- Cincinnati and he Cincinnati, was like, sure. I got to get out of here. This is terrible. I mean, it's like you're the one that signed the $100 million deal or whatever. I mean, right. you're the one that had him sign your little brother as the backup for three years. And all yeah. of a sudden, it's an untenable place for you. So you end up at the Raiders with Hugh Jack as the head coach. OK, uh, one <laughs> dysfunctional marriage to the next. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, we all say stupid stuff to the media.
1: Sure. Yeah, That's yeah, how we make a living. We say
3: stupid stuff in the media.
5: Yep. <laughs> exactly. I feel like we're saying stupid stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Two yeah. Hours. But I think yeah. that that's pretty
1: cool when you say eight, stupid eight. stuff sometimes, you know? Petros, <laughs> right. <laughs> speaking of like $100 million quarterbacks, tell me about Carson Strong. A lot of people think he may be like a top yeah. QB prospect next year.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I, I just watched their Zoom. I don't think we're going to get to talk to him because of all the wildfires in Reno. The Nevada team's been – moving all around and you got LSU with the storm coming out to LA this weekend too which is this time of year this is like the disaster time of year in college football there's either fires or
5: thunderstorms we're talking about the quarterback from Bishop Sycamore right
3: yeah, the Carson Strong is from Vacaville. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And, uh, oh, okay. he was not recruited by Cal, though he grew up as a big Cal fan. And <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, think that he's a, a top pick.
0: Big he, Papa Roach fan too, right? Is he he's really? A, I don't know. I'm just i isn't, oh. that, isn't that where they're from? Uh, I Vacaville? heard that have
3: you seen the guy from Corn is still recovering from COVID, so he re- he he plays the show sitting on a giant like death throne oh, for tri- Christ with sake. an inhaler oh, Jesus. with his albuterol. Like
5: Wah! what? What is he, uh, Lucas? Come on! I man. used to love Albuterol. Yeah, I, I used I to got get a, it before every game.
3: Oh, I keep it in my pocket still to this day. I'm Very, very healthy guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Carson Strong is a big, tall quarterback. They run a great air raid. You know what I found out that was really interesting? Nevada. Uh, first of all, Hal Mummy's son, Mummy who created most of the air raid. Hal Mummy, uh, his, his son is the coordinator for Nevada, for Jay Norvell. And they run a very interesting air raid with that quarterback, Carson Strong. I don't like the air raid uh, for a school like Nevada. It's good.
1: But... Well
3: about USC? <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know what? Nevada has a way better run game than USC. And they, yeah. they have their splits are closer, and they run a good-looking zone with a Samoan tailback from uh, Lompoc named The best tailback from Lompoc, of course, Napoleon Kaufman. Oh, no. But um, this this guy's name is Toa Tawa, and they, they actually have a legit run game, which is something you need in the air raid to actually, you know, take the air out of the ball and finish a football game. When these air raid teams lose by 30 or they're up 30 and they lose or they're up 30 and they barely win, it's always like, oh, well, you know. You can see it happening because there's no way to hold a lead, and it's and you can come back if you're an air raid team too. But they run the ball, so they're a little bit more balanced in that way, and that enables Strong to, to really throw the ball down the field. They have two tight ends, so they do a good job with that. He is worth watching. Uh, most interesting thing, though, he's got a great receiver named Romeo Dubs who went to Jefferson High in Los Angeles, and Jefferson High School in Los Angeles is one of the great jazz enclaves in the history of the 20th century. Etta James went to high school there. And Dexter Gordon, who's one of the great saxophone players of all time, starred in the movie Round Midnight and was nominated for an Oscar. I'm amazed by that because I didn't know. I, I mean, I knew that uh, I knew that Charles Mingus was from Watts, the great bass player. And I thought he was like the only great L.A. jazz man to, to be from here. <laughs> Jefferson High School with Edda James and uh and uh Dexter Gordon is is very impressive I'm gonna try that. to get that in you know maybe play some Body and soul. When Romeo Dub starts <laughs> running
0: <around>. but... <laughs> get him on Twitter at the old P uh, Petros. We always appreciate a it, man. It's fun. Let's do it again next week. Thank Thanks, you, Levar, Petrus. Brady, yes, Jonas. Uh, thank you. It is uh, Outkick the coverage here. Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, we have an update: a quarterback competition may be no more due to an injury. It's yours next here on FSR.
3: This is Outkick the coverage.
5: Work, 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 work. It's
0: out. Kick the coverage here. Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, LeVar, Arrington. We will be back on the air, same time, same place tomorrow here for some Wednesday action on FSR. Right now, though, it's time for something we do called this. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. Please. Oh, are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to executive producer Danny G to find out what the hell we've missed so far. D? All right. San
2: Francisco 49ers top draft pick Trey Lance is expected to miss about a week with what Coach Shanahan is calling a small chip. In a finger on his right throwing hand. Oh, yeah. Speaking to the Bay Area media yesterday, Shanahan says that Lance initially thought it was just a jammed finger, but after uh, he underwent additional image testing earlier in the day, they see the chip. He uh, suffered the injury with 15 seconds left in the first half of Sunday's preseason finale against the Raiders. On the play, Trey threw an incomplete uh, pass down the right sideline, but hit his right hand on Raiders' backup linebacker. Max Richardson's helmet. The key word there being backup. done that, yeah. If the Niners didn't know exactly who their starting quarterback was going to be, should Trey Lance have been in there? I know you guys talked about Harbaugh and Dobbins earlier in the show.
1: He needs the reps, man. He hasn't played enough. And I think it's it's laughable to Jimmy Garoppolo because I think he knows he's the guy. And whether or not they sprinkle Trey Lance in uh, or Trey Lance gets an opportunity later on, that's yet to be seen, but, but I, I mean, he needs the reps. Like, that's one of those guys that needs to be in there playing to get the coaching staff confident in his ability. I remember calling a 49ers game with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I asked Kyle Shannon, and I said, what made you want to play him when he initially got there? I was like, considering you traded for him the season, he said, I needed to see him play. I needed to see him run my offense in a game. So I can assure you he feels the same way about Trey Lance. My only question is, like, I had to get 2 two Pins put in my finger when I did that, uh, and 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 I, I, don't, I was gonna I was gonna be out for six weeks. They're only saying this is what a one week injury. Yeah, is that, is that what I got? Yeah, is
2: that I, gonna be a nagging injury? That's it seems like. Yeah, it will be. I mean it, depending on the fracture. severity That's,
5: of it, ugh. for sure. That that's, sounds just like a nagging, painful, uncomfortable
0: injury to that, have. By the way, that's got to hurt, like banging your finger on someone's helmet on the follow-through.
1: I uh, th- See, I thought I jammed it, too. It was on Marcus Stroud's helmet Ooh. on Monday Night Football in Buffalo. And I remember going to the bench. It was so cold, I could hardly feel my hands, but they were all swollen. And so I kept trying to, like, loosen it and move it around, move it up. And I was like, oh, it's just like basketball. You know, you kind of pull on your fingers to, to, like, give it some relief. Never felt better. Even practiced the next week, and then finally after Wednesday, after they watched me throw, and it wasn't the swelling wasn't going down, and they tried to drill through my nail to like release the blood because oh, there was all this blood underneath. God, and and, and nothing was happening. They're like, let's go get X-rays, and that's where they found out I'd fractured bones and ripped off a bunch of tendons. They're like, oh, well, that makes sense.
0: I mean, they, they like, couldn't they like, just do all that and skip the drilling through the nail part? Like that just
1: well, even... that was where the, my trainer oh. looked at me and he was like, come on. Like he used some other words, but he's like, "You you need to man up." He's like, "This isn't that bad." I was like, "I think you're dr- you drilled through the nail at this point." I was like, "I think you're drilling into something else." But uh, it was an interesting. It was an interesting uh, few days. God, that's gross.
0: Like, I mean, is it like what kind of drill they use? Like, is it actually like a drill you uh, drill stuff at the house with? Is it like a Makita or something like that? I-
1: yeah, I don't really recall. Yeah. Was it the I hand? Know, it was. was it the hand
0: one that they? they oh, the old, old, over, like one. The old yeah, school one. Yeah, old school, old school uh, drill <laughs> crank. Yeah, that handle. <laughs> no, it, it was a power drill. I do recall that. Okay, so. just that one, I yeah. was wondering, you know, because you know I'm a Makita guy. I don't know about you, but I just was wondering if that was what they used to uh, to drill your finger. You know, if they I figured you would have
1: been a Milwaukee's best guy.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, interesting. Uh, uh, that's uh, very Milwaukee, good.
1: Yeah,
5: um, talk about a crash landing for an ending. God, I mean, I'm just. You seem exhausted, Lavar. What's going on? Oh, nothing. I just you know. She's just wondering. Just She's watching wander. a
1: Prince video right now. Yes.
5: Uh.
1: <laughs>
5: Very good, Brady. Very, look Very in good. the eyes. In the eyes. Oh,
4: oh, oh, O'Reilly. You
1: need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people
2: doing their part to make sure you have it